are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, did you have a good Easter? I had a great Easter. The weather was phenomenal. We were outside the whole time, played cards with the fam. You know, I had a good time. How about you? Uh, same here. Same here. Exactly. It was it was a, a great weekend, great weather, and we got a big trade yesterday in the NFL. I did not expect this. I thought we have might have to wait until draft weekend to hear uh, what about uh, what what Sam Darnold was going to be doing in 2021, but but we got it yesterday. Sam Darnold traded from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers. I had, I, I kind of settled in on, first of all, he's probably not even getting moved for very much. They might have to release him. If they get anything, it's a third rounder. I was way off. I was way off. The, the Jets got, I think, a haul for Sam Darnold. They get a, a sixth rounder this year, but they get a second rounder in 2022 and a fourth rounder. So a two, a four, and a six for Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, just Just start with that price. Yeah, and this is the first time I've had a chance to discuss it. You know, on the Peacock and Williamson show, this happened after we recorded today. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, the price was a little interesting because before this, I kind of thought, what would I need to move Sam Darnold? And it seemed like, as you kind of alluded to, a third would make perfect sense. But what if I hold him, if I'm the Jets, and then he leaves in free agency, he'll probably get me a third comp pick next year. Or, and plus, I can hold him and be an insurance policy in the meantime. Or if a quarterback gets hurt, I can trade him like Sam Bradford did for more. I mean, his, his, his value would probably only go up. So to deal him, a package like this makes sense, you know, from that's enough to pry him out of New York. But you're right. I mean, I don't think Carolina is going to win the Super Bowl this year. You get probably a reasonably high pick in the second and fourth next year. I'm a little shocked it wasn't a little more like the Wentz trade than making it a little conditional. Yeah, I, I was surprised as well. I guess maybe that could still come out. Some of those uh, some of those details seem to come out later. But uh, it, it looks like on face value, they're getting the two, the four, and the six, as I said. Way more than I thought the Jets would get good on them. Uh, for the Darnold and the Panthers side of thing, certainly this means he is their starter. They're moving on from from Teddy Bridgewater. Of course, the Panthers have been rumored, uh, the, lots of rumors uh, with being in on Deshaun Watson uh, earlier in the offseason. Of course, we know that has changed for many reasons, so that's not not an option. They, they've been projected in almost every mock draft out there to take one of those big five rookie quarterbacks with the eighth pick. I wonder what you think that this move tells us about the, the NFL draft. Does Carolina, do they think the five quarterbacks are going in the top seven picks? Or do you have a, a guess that maybe they just don't like Mac Jones? Maybe they don't like Justin Fields. Uh, so maybe even if one of those guys falls, they prefer Darnold. Yeah, I mean, a lot to unpeel there, obviously. I mean, I think it's pretty apparent that they're not getting Deshaun Watson. And stay tuned. Tomorrow we have a really good show discussing the Sam or the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, we'll just kind of touch on that. You know, stay tuned for that. Um, 
obviously they weren't happy with Bridgewater, who I uh, I'm in total agreement with them. Them, I need to make some kind of move. Reading the tea leaves a little, I would imagine Carolina calls their um, divisional foe Atlanta, saying, "Hey, can we get to mm-hmm. four? And I bet Atlanta's like, "Nope, we don't want to do business <laughs> with you." Or right. Nope, we love a quarterback as well. And since he's a little hard to deal with at five, they generally don't move around a lot and kind of overvalue their hand. And maybe Carolina only liked four of the five, like you said. So I do feel like Darnold is a consolation prize. But I'm intrigued with not only getting out of a bad situation that he was in his whole career, but the the coordinator and group that he's going to work with lends itself to him his value on the increase don't you think oh absolutely i mean yeah just massive. just having joe brady as as his offensive coordinator alone would be enough for a value upgrade for sam darnold uh but he he gets to work with robbie anderson who's he, he is familiar with already from from their days together with the jets and of course, gets gets Christian McCaffrey and uh, and DJ Moore on top of that, uh, and and I would guess that Carolina would add uh, another wide receiver there as well through the draft. So uh, I think it's a big boost to Sam Darnold. I'm still not convinced Sam Darnold is is good. Honestly, I think we we saw a lot of evidence that would go the other way over the past couple of years, but of course we know that. That had to do with weapons and coaching staff and the the overall support that he had with the Jets, which was not great. Uh, are are you buying Sam Darnold at, at his presumed increased price? I think so, but my question yeah. to you, and again, I need to think about this some. Does this mean that Carolina by no means would take a quarterback at eight? I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, yeah, I don't think it's quite enough to say we're out. Well, the other report that we got soon after the trade was that Carolina would also be picking up Darnold's fifth-year option, which would mm. actually be for 2022, and I believe that number was around $18 million. It so, is, I remember, yeah. That's yeah, if they're million. already, if that report is true and they're already committing to that, then not only do we know he's the 2021 starter, but I think we can assume he's there for, for at least two years, Um if that's the case, I, I don't think they do take a quarterback at eight, even if one were to fall. Probably right. But boy, what if he doesn't work out? Like you said, he's we don't know if he's a good player. And you don't have a second-round pick next year. I mean, he better work out. Yeah, they're, they're putting a lot putting a lot on Darnold, but honestly, they're putting a lot on, on Joe Brady, who... Uh, squeezed out a, an impressive year overall uh, on the scale at least for for Teddy Bridgewater and now we'll see what happens to Bridgewater he's he's likely getting moved i would assume whether it's uh, assume. whether it's through a trade or just outright being uh, being released do you agree with me though that he's probably a lifetime backup i think at this point we can I would be surprised if if any team gives him the starting job. Now, of course, yeah. you know injury or anything else could come up where he ends up as a starter, but I don't think any team, including Denver or or any other team you look at who still maybe needs a quarterback, I don't think any team trades for or signs Bridgewater saying this is our guy, this is the starter. I agree. 
I yeah, I think I think those days are are behind us. Yes, I agree. I mean, he'll be a long time backup and have a fine career, but I don't think he's the answer for anyone. Yeah, I agree. Matt, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some brand new Dynasty ADP. Folks, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, although there's still a lot of NFL bets you can place in terms of you know futures bets, draft bets, things like that. But NBA and NHL are in full swing, and playoffs are just around the corner for them. They have so many other things you can bet on at Bet Online too. You know, reality TV, different TV shows, awards, those type of things. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for news, scores, odds, and so much more. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Even better than that, we have our promo code locked on, all one word. And if you use that locked on promo code, you receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50%. So bet online, your online sports book experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, we have some brand new Dynasty ADP. This coming from Dynasty League Football and the mock drafts that I run over there. We're continuing overall to see these rookies uh, move up and gain some value. Uh, We're not going to get down to the third round today, but I will tell you the top three rookies are all third rounders now. That's Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Travis Etienne. And Javante Williams is very close. He's early, uh, coming off the board early in the fourth round. Uh, Today, though, we're going to focus on the first two rounds, uh, just going through each of the players drafted in those two rounds, looking for uh, some players who are gaining value, losing value, or just uh, whatever might stand out to you. Let's start at the top, 101. It is still Christian McCaffrey. But he's not the slam dunk he once was. In fact, in a couple of our drafts, he fell to the third overall pick uh, as as some others opted for Jonathan Taylor or Saquon Barkley or or even Dalvin Cook uh, ahead of McCaffrey. So starting to see maybe a a little, you know, a little loosening of that 101 uh, grasp. Is is McCaffrey still the 101 for you in, in a one quarterback league? I think so, but I guess my question to you is sort of the reverse of what we talked about in segment one. Does the Darnold addition help or hurt or not affect McCaffrey? My initial thoughts are I would expect more offense, better quarterback play, more first downs, more touchdown opportunities. But boy, Bridgewater's check down to McCaffrey potential was vast. Yeah, that... that that was a plus overall. I mean, in the end, I feel like while maybe not, not by a huge margin, I think Darnold is a better quarterback than, uh, than Bridgewater. So I, I would still mm-hmm. view it as, as a positive, but honestly, I'm not sure if it affects uh, someone like McCaffrey all that much. Might be right. Uh, the 1.02 Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if I can make a case for anybody other than McCaffrey as the 101, it would be Taylor. So I, I like him sitting there at the two. And we see a little bit of a tear break after the third player, which is Saquon Barkley. So we've got McCaffrey, Taylor, and Barkley. 
Do you feel like those are the top three guys? I think so. Another quick question for you, and I think I already know this answer, but Marlon Mack doesn't change your tune even a little bit on Jonathan Taylor, does he? No, not at all. Not at all. I'll be, uh, I mean, honestly, I would be, uh, I'd be surprised if Mack makes any kind of of impact at all. Um, And it's only, only because of the injury. Well, not only, but mainly because of the injury. Um, We, we've really never seen any running back come back from that Achilles injury successfully uh, to, to make an impact. So if Mack does, he'll be the first, just feels like a long shot at this point. Okay. After that top tier with those three running backs, we see another small tier with the other two backs, uh, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. So the first five players off the board, all running backs. Any concern with that? And would you be spending a top five pick on Cook or Kamara? I suppose. I think I prefer Kamara to Cook. I think Kamara has more tread left on his tires. I got to admit, if I had a top five pick, I would be shopping it heavy. None of these guys are making me think, man, that puts me at a massive advantage over the rest of the league. Right. We'll look at we'll look at the second round after the break. But some of these running backs I'm seeing at the top of the second round, I, I don't see a huge value gap between them and, and Cook and Kamara. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm moving down or, or, you know, if I have to, maybe I'm taking one of these wide receivers and they're in the next tier. So we're starting at the 1.06 where we have our first wide receiver. It's Justin Jefferson as the, the wow. new wide receiver one, according to ADP. And it is close. It's come a long way in a year. It really, really has changed. Uh, shows how much uh, that, that early breakout can really impact your value. Uh, right behind Justin Jefferson is A.J. Brown. He's my wide receiver one in my rankings, so I, I like seeing him this high. Actually tied with Brown, same exact ADP is Cam Akers. So we've seen him gain quite a bit of value as well, eight overall, or, or I guess we could say tied for that seven spot. Uh, and then nine and ten, again, very close in that same tier, D.K. Metcalf and Devontae Adams. So this third tier We've got four um, four wide receivers and Cam Akers stuck in the middle. Thoughts on that wide receiver group? Not a lot of strong thoughts. I mean, I think that's about how I would have them. I'm like you. I like Brown more than Jefferson. I think it actually benefits him that they lost two major pass catchers. I think his volume numbers go up. He's already getting a ton of attention anyway. I think Akers is properly valued, but I would absolutely pull the trigger with him with the eighth pick and maybe even sooner. I think he sets up for a monster year, and uh, I, I'm a big believer. I think he does stand apart on those second-year running backs, outside of Taylor, I guess, um, and that's reflected here, and I agree with it. The 1.11 11th player overall and the uh, fifth wide receiver drafted in this first round is Tyreek Hill. Honestly, he's kind of in his own tier here, um, not necessarily all that close to Adams, according to the ADP, uh, but also has a little bit of a gap between he and the last player we'll look at, which is Derrick Henry. You know, it's hard to take anything away from Derrick Henry based on what we've seen over the past two or three years. Certainly, I mean, one of the most impressive backs in the game. But thinking about it from a dynasty standpoint, he's a little bit older than some of these players we'll talk about in yeah. the second round. He's not going to catch the ball as much as they are. I just can't take him in the first round. No way. I mean, the wear and tear, the offensive lines kind of 
falling off a little. I mentioned the receiving core's falling off a little. I think he's going to get even more defenders in the box and whatnot. Uh, quick Tyreek question, then we'll go to break here. It, it, I know everyone in the world thinks they're going to take a tackle at 31, and they absolutely should and could. But it wouldn't blow me away with Andy Reid and this, this team's history that they grab Tony or Moore or some other explosive weapon. Would that hurt your Hill stock at all? Not really, because he's, yeah. I mean, he's not that, I, I know we've seen his targets uh, increase over the past year or so, but I, I really think that's out of necessity because Nicole Hardman didn't really work out or, or hasn't as of yet. Uh, Sammy Watkins could just never stay healthy. So uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised, maybe not in the first round. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they used a second rounder mm-hmm. on a wide receiver because Watkins is now gone. They've still got Demarcus Robinson. They still have Mecole Hardman, uh, but they've, they've tried, weapons, yeah. right. They've tried over the years to, to fill that wide receiver two spot. Uh, it would not be a surprise if they added somebody. And I don't think it would, would hurt Tyreek. He would, he would go back. I mean, it, we would see his, we would see his targets dip uh, potentially, but I mean, he's still, he's still living life on that, that big play and, and the touchdowns. Yeah, I think it hurts Hardman, not Hill. Yeah, it's, it certainly would be bad news for, for me, Cole, if they take a day one or day two receiver. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about the second round. Very cool. I'm excited to do that. But first, let me tell you about our buddies over at Rock Auto. And, and with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles out there, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a, in a traditional chain storefront that a lot of you guys go in. So why, why bother? I, I mean... You have, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So that's so much easier than going to these storefronts now. And it just saves you so much time as well. I mean, uh, chain stores also have different price tiers for professional mechanics. First do-it-yourselfers like yourself. Uh, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. Um, a lot like airlines will do. Uh, rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I mentioned how easy it is to use on your laptop or your phone. Um, it's a family business serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. Uh, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for, you know, brake parts, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is. Um, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that it was us that sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's get into round two of April Dynasty ADP from Dynasty League Football. I teased about the running backs uh, that we would see in the second round, 
And while we had Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers in that first round, it feels like every other sophomore running back uh, from, from that class of 2020 is here. It starts at the top with DeAndre Swift at the one spot followed uh actually three we've got three players with the exact same adp that's pretty rare especially this early deandre swift nick chubb and jk dobbins all with an adp of 15 overall that puts them in a tie actually for the 13th spot so we've got 13 14 and 15 swift chubb and dobbins three guys having the same adp which of those would you be choosing hmm i think swift or I, i know chubb's the best player I think his situation's the worst, and he's a little older. I think Dobbins versus Swift are almost polar opposites in a way, in that mm-hmm. Dobbins now gets Ingram out of the way in a run-heavy offense. I just don't think Lamar's ever going to throw him the ball, where Swift could have immense value as a receiver, but they're not going to be running late in games and sealing away leads and you know making the run the foundation of their offense. So, boy, if I had to rank them, I guess I'd go Chubb first. He was really awesome when he came back last year. Chubb, Dobbins, Swift. So you're putting Dobbins ahead of Swift, huh? That's you know I was on a I was on a podcast last week with with Matt Kelly from over at Player Profiler, and he asked me if if I thought Swift could reach that hundred target mark, which honestly I hadn't thought about much, but. Their wide receivers are still terrible. As you pointed out, yes. they're going to be trailing virtually in every game. Uh, Swift had, I believe he had 60 uh, or so targets as a rookie last year, really, honestly, in kind of a part-time role. Not only do I think he can get 100 targets, he he might be a lock for 100 targets. He might. I just trust the Ravens organization, coaching staff, way more than Detroit's. Yeah, yeah, that that's certainly fair. Uh, so those are our top three guys in this uh, second round. Right after them, uh, just just fractions of uh, of a point behind them is another second year running back, Antonio Gibson. Uh, we've talked a lot about Gibson over the past year as he has ascended the ranks very quickly. Do you think it's too quick? Is it too quick to be valuing him? Uh, as an early second rounder and basically in the same exact tier as, as Dobbin Swift and Nick Chubb. I don't, I was very much a skeptic when he came out of school and unfortunately don't own any of his stock, but I love his situation. I do trust that coaching staff, which is hard to, hard to, you know, believe with considering what Washington's been like in the last decade or two. I think it's an exciting offense. I think he's extremely talented, certainly could see him, you know, a round higher than this a year from now. I don't think that's crazy talk. Yeah, I agree. I, I would not be surprised uh, if he cracks that first round range. Honestly, even even by the end of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Swift versus, or I'm sorry, uh, Gibson versus Henry. I'd rather have I'd rather have Antonio Gibson in Dynasty. Um, we we see yes. Henry there at the late first round range. Uh, another 2020 rookie. Uh, comes next. It's a wide receiver this time, though, C.D. Lamb. Uh, so we see quite a gap between uh, Tyreek Hill and C.D. Lamb here as as far as the wide receivers go. It, it's too big of a gap for me. I, I don't even hate it if you want to take C.D. Lamb in the first round. It's you know We can only have 12 first-rounders in most leagues, but Lamb is a guy I would be considering. Yeah, you've always been high on him, and 
boy, I really appreciate your angle on that because, man, him and Dak were awesome together. Uh, he has great staying power. I think he's the type of guy that could twist an ankle and still be fine and produce and target hog. I don't know that they'll have three of these top receivers for much longer. I'm not sure who's going to go. Probably Gallup. But I think Lamb will clearly be maybe the foundation of this offense within a year from now. I mean, Zeke Elliott's could decline quickly. I mean, he's a stud. Another wide receiver comes next. Uh, it is Stefan Diggs. Uh, you talk about polar opposite. It, this is the polar opposite here uh, when it comes to age. And, and we don't typically see these 26, 27-year-old wide receivers gain value, but that's exactly what Diggs is doing. It's been very impressive as uh, as has his play last year. So he's moving up the boards quite a bit. And then uh, I would say we, we see a little bit of a tear gap between Diggs and, and the rest of this uh, second round. It starts with Travis Kelsey, the first tight end drafted, the only tight end drafted here in the first two rounds. Uh, Calvin Ridley right behind him. And then you just mentioned the name Ezekiel Elliott. Here he is as a late second rounder. Of course, this is a guy who was an early first rounder just a year ago. Uh, that's why we're a little hesitant to take Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara with the top five pick. Yeah. Could could pretty easily see them following that that Zeke Elliott path and, and losing quite a bit of value over the next year or so. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for Ridley. I, I think he's somebody of these receivers that we've mentioned to this point that I would probably be most likely to buy at what he costs, you know, as we're showing here. Let's finish up the second round here, Matt. We've got another uh, veteran running back, Aaron Jones. I think he gained some value, as we talked about on the free agency episode, staying with Green Bay. DJ Moore, we're starting to see him move up and, and gain a little value. Moore as coming up, yeah. Uh, exactly, as, as the, the idea of a quarterback upgrade was, I think, on people's mind, and, and we'll see if Sam Darnold proves to be that upgrade. And then the last player chosen in the second round, yet another 2020 rookie, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, who he himself was the top five pick not so long ago. Uh, he's fallen off as well, but still a second rounder. Yeah. I was never the biggest CEH fan, but here's my question to you about Jones. What's the difference in terms of value? And certainly to me, it shouldn't be a whole round different. Aaron Jones versus Derrick Henry. I think, I mean, I would rather have Aaron Jones, right? I think I would too. You know, he's going to catch the ball. He's going to catch the ball. He's he's in one of the best offenses in the league. Um, I, I, I do think it makes sense that he would have less touchdown opportunity but even mm-hmm. more targets in 2021. But that um, guy gets in the end zone a ton. I know that's right. not un- sustainable by you know metrics and what that, but he's got pretty good body of work getting in the end zone. The comparison I wanted to make here was going the other way, looking down into the third round. I said we wouldn't do this, but I've got to do it. The 3.01 is Najee Harris. Do you want Harris or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? I don't think it's close. You want Harris, I'll take all right? three rookies. I'll take all three rookies before Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, I, I would take Harris as well. Would you take Harris over Aaron Jones? Um, I'll take Harris over Elliott. I don't know about Aaron Jones. Okay, so you could see Harris into that late second round, certainly, uh, but maybe maybe not too Mid. much higher. Uh, of course, uh, landing spot will ultimately determine that if it's 
the Falcons or the Steelers. Now we're talking about a big bump in value for mm-hmm. Najee Harris, or maybe it's maybe it's Travis Etienne or uh, Javante Williams who get that landing spot bump. But Javante Williams, Etienne, Harris, Edwards, Hilaire. Do you agree that CEH is last? Uh, no, no. I, I would still take him over Williams. Okay. And again, landing spot could could potentially change that, but just knowing what we know right now, uh, Williams as a prospect and CEH as as a member of the Chiefs, I would take CEH. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.